What's good, family? And welcome to the Content Creators University. Very, very excited that we jump into another season. If this is your first time, allow me to introduce myself. My name is JP High Tech. I am your humble servant. I am a global branding and media expert, marketing strategist, speaker, motion graphics, and software developer. What I do specifically is help businesses scale faster and dominate their competition. So I am also the founder of the Content Creators University. After 15 plus years in the media IT tech industry, I've decided to bring my expertise to you by creating this platform, which is a place where all creators come together. And when I say creator, I mean anybody that uses a technology in their business come together and find the best ways to level up, impact, and transform the world by making money through our business that we're creating with our content. So this is what we do every single week. We have a new rendezvous. We bring you experts, amazing folks that are really transforming the world. What they do is come here, teach us the way they do it so we can learn from them. Because I always say, the day you stop learning, you stop growing. So if you're looking for a place to learn, to grow, and to keep impacting the world, this is it. So buckle up, get ready, because it's about to be good. All right, all right. Hey, man, welcome to the show, Ken. How you doing today? Man, I'm living a dream, bro. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. First and foremost, man, we want to thank you. Uh, thank you for agreeing to come on the show, making the time to really come and teach us. We always say every guest is a professor. So, Professor Branson in the place, in the house tonight. <laughs> all right, man. Folks are like, JP's excited. We want to learn to know him. Go ahead and take a minute, man. Introduce yourself to the folks that are discovering you for the first time. Man, listen, again, I'm Ken Branson here from Mastermind Productions, also basement to balcony. Uh, you, you heard it all in the introduction. I don't want to go back, or oh, in the bio, actually. I don't want to go back through all of it. Listen, but I'm just excited to uh, pr provide a, a solution for my audience, right? A filmmaker and filmmaking, storytelling, um, photography, like you name it. You know what I mean? It just started from the basement of my church there in 2007. Um, mm -hmm. And hey, listen, we just been keeping it like trucking ever since, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And you've been doing it right, brother, which is why Thank we you, invited you here today, uh, because you do have a lot of value to add to the conversation, especially, to, you know, in regards to the topic we're about to talk about. But before we get into nitty and gritty, we have a unique way of trying to learn more about our guests. I mean, an orthodox way. And the first question I have for you will be, hey, Ken, if you were a superhero, who will it be and why? That's a good question, man. I had, I had to think long and hard about this because uh, I grew up looking at uh, Inspector Gadget and Ninja Turtles, you feel me, and li in Living oh, Color yeah. and Martin, right? So I ain't never been a, a real superhero guy. But if I had to pick a superhero, JP, it'll be MacGyver. You ever heard of MacGyver? Oh, snap. <laughs> Come on, man. That, hey, he was my hero, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I love the fact that he, he could really take anything and, and, and make anything happen, right? So if I had to pick a superhero, that's who he'd be. Man, I love that. You can make anything happen out of anything, any situation. I mean, you can adapt and you can, like a chameleon, you can really change the trajectory of your life. You know, you're not there crying or saying it's done. I have no opportunity, but you create your own opportunity, which is amazing. Shout out to the folks that are joining us in the comment section, family. Welcome to the show. I want to thank you guys. Hey, Don Leon, what's good? Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. We appreciate your presence. Hey, Cree, what's good, family? What's good? If you have a question for our guests, go ahead and put it in the comment section as
as we're continuing the conversation here, it will be really, really cool. Now, my next question, my next fun question for you, uh, Ken, will be if you had a chance to give one major piece of advice to yourself when you were 20 years old, what will it be and why? Yeah, simply put, man, I think that thing would be fail fast. Right. Early on in business, I remember you know, like being a jack of all trades and, 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 and like the master of none. Um, but if I can go back, I would do more. I would do more things and I would do do it faster and not even worry about the results. Right. Because as a result of all of that, I'm, I was I'm, a, I'm able to get to I'm able to be where I am today. You know what I mean? Who fail fast, he said. This is the first time any guest is saying that, right? Fail fast. Why? Wow. I want to I want to elaborate on that. Why is it so important to fail fast? I think oftentimes, man, we've been groomed to just be perfect, get everything right the first time we do it. Um, and, and truthfully, bro, like we are, we, we ain't perfect and we ain't going to get mm-hmm. it right. I mean, I've been doing this thing 15 years uh, in business and, you know, I still make mistakes. Um, and at the end of the day, it's about like learning from that mistake that I made. So, uh, if 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 you don't make mistakes, if you walk around on eggshells, you will you mm-hmm. you'll never be able to learn from the mistakes, implement the the lesson that you got from it to become better. And see, that's one of the models that we have here. The day you stop learning, you stop growing. That's it. Meaning, how do you learn from mistakes? Right. right? You fail. What made you fall? What was the thing that you missed? And how can you learn from that? So next time you can overcome the obstacle. Man, this is fire. This is fire, man. I mean, I love it. Now, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, dive into it. Your amazing bio, Ken, tells us that, you know, you're a published photographer, documentary filmmaker. And, you know, even though you're next convict, right? You're making millions of dollars. I mean, how did you do this? How did you achieve this? What's your secret? That's a good question. Uh, first thing I want to start with is 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 the millions of dollars, right? Um, a, a lot of people, I, I catch a lot of flack over it, bro. Like, why are you always leading with how much money you make? Um, so, uh, as a you know, when I first got convicted, it was like the only jobs that I could really get was like McDonald's or Waffle House, and mm-hmm. and truth be told, bro, some of them wasn't even really hiring um, somebody who stole money from ATMs, right? That's that's mm-hmm. my background. That's my story. Uh, so I joined some multi-level marketing. You know what I mean? A lot of people know them as, as uh, like pyramid schemes or, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever they, whatever fancy name they came up with them. But what, one thing, one of the things I noticed that every time some of my leaders would come across the stage, bro, they wouldn't, nobody would ever show me no checks. Nobody would ever show me no check stuff, no direct deposits. You know what I mean? We got people coming across the stage. I made 50,000 this week, a hundred thousand this week. Um, so we can stay inspired. And, I'll, and I'm just like, you know, when I do reach a level of significant income, I'm just going I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to divulge it. Right. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I joined the Marine Corps back in what, 2002. And um, I was a communication electronics technician. So that it's a fancy word for I worked on radios and satellites. Right. That they communicated with during combat. Mm-hmm. So when I got out of the Marine Corps as a reservist, um, I got a job servicing ATM machines or ATMs. Uh, as a communication, like electronics technician, that was that was the civilian equivalency. So I, I was 20 years old, bro. Right. So looking at a, a quarter million dollars, eight, nine, ten times a day of cold cash, like cold twenty dollar bills at 20 years old. Uh, you know what I mean? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars at 20 years old, eight, nine, ten times a day. Uh, you know, it's like it, it became a little tempting, right? And we get a little pinch here <laughs> and a pinch there, uh, and and that those pinches ended up costing me about forty thousand dollars. 
uh, and some prison time. You feel me, bro? Mm -hmm. So I really had to. Um, one of the things my mom always told me: if you, if you make your bed hard, you got to sleep in it, right? So I had to sleep in a hard bed for a long time until I realized, like, listen, I got to take this thing and do something with it because if I don't, I'm going to end up back in prison again, which is the, the recidivism rate is 80 to 90% mm -hmm. of people who, re, who who go to prison or jail the first time, they're going to come back. That's recidivism, right? So mm -hmm. I was determined that, listen, this I do not want to become another statistic, right? Uh, so I really just need to do something with this thing. Uh, at the time, 2007, I, like I said, my uh, former pastor invited me to a training down in the basement of the church. Shout out Grace Church of Durham and uh, Dr. Kedrick T. Lowry and uh, my uh, my mentor, Tony Davis, right? He came and did a training down at the bottom uh, in the basement of the church, man. And listen, he taught us how to broadcast. Uh, actually, we was recording a sermon at the time and we were broadcasting on public access television. So mm -hmm. at that moment was when I learned how to edit videos right there in the basement of the church. Listen, AJP, the, 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 my first YouTube video is still on my channel, man. 15 years ago, bro. It's the very first video on there. It's horrible. <laughs> but you know what? I will not remove it, fam, because it reminds me from humble beginnings right there. I taught myself how to edit videos in the basement of the church six days from not knowing anything about video production to the video that you see uh, on my channel 15 years ago, 2007, is, is the one I had created. Created. So uh, and listen, that's where it all started at, man. Uh, my pastor had released me to go help other churches build their video ministries. Um, then we started filming weddings. Then I started doing sports action photography where I was able to make money hand over fish by taking hand over fist by taking pictures of kids playing basketball, printing them out on site that turned into uh, photo stations. Uh, mm -hmm. Then that turned into more wedding films and then storytelling. And, and as you see, it, it progressed as, as time had uh, as time has um, uh what yeah, transpires past, right yeah. mm -hmm. uh past yeah so uh and, and here i am today man 15 years later just waking up every single day putting one foot in front of the other my bro <laughs> man your story is so inspiring thank you bro it's so inspiring that i love it because like you said you could have easily became a statistics yeah. you could have easily became what they thought you would become right um, but no, no, you changed the trajectory of your story. You literally are making an impact today. And so here's where we are today. You know, we're learning from your expertise and um, from your background, you know, because there's a lot of folks that will say that they do similar things that you're doing, they do video production, they do, you know, <clears throat> they're in the media creative world. But they're not, they're not making millions of dollars. They're not making hundreds of thousands. They're not even making 50000 a year. Well, what's the problem, they'll say, right? We're about to talk about that because today, you know, here we are. We have the AI, right? Lisa AI. And you, you posted something that actually caused us to be here today um, and actually have it here. I wanted to, you know, bring that up so that we can dive into the conversation because what you said was so real and so raw that we need to look at it. So on December 8th, you posted y'all helped Lisa make over 22 million this week from word of mouth marketing. Now help small business owners hit that 22 million, which is real. And in the comment section, which is what really touched me, you said the message should be for small business owners to learn what it takes to create a product service excellent enough where millions of people market and advertise for them. So many of us are lazy 
and always looking for a handout just because we have business cards, websites, and EIN number. Huh. For the ones out who are, aren't lazy, many of us uh, start businesses that don't really, some of us, are, we have business that don't really solve a problem for any audience. Then we spend time trying to get friends and family to support, support our businesses when they're even the target audience. Now, I want you to elaborate on this. Do you truly believe that one of the main reasons why some small business owners struggle is because they're offering a service that does not solve any problem? Elaborate on that for us. Man, I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get in a whole lot of trouble for, you know, what I mean, going public, like voicing this thing, right? Because I, I talk about it all the time on some Facebook posts. But it's cute, right, for a child to to have a lemonade stand, you know what I mean, on the corner of the street. Like it's cute for a child to learn how to make bracelets and sell bracelets. Uh, it's cute for a child to to do, uh, you know, I don't know, take trash out. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if a teenager want to, you know, go around apartment complex and, and, and take people trash to the track, like that stuff is cute. Right. Well, actually, that's a that's a solution, though. But anyway, you get what I'm saying is, is oftentimes we create <laughs> yep. these businesses and we get mad that nobody spends money with us, man. But like we in the middle of a recession or they say we are like we came through COVID. It's so many different things going on with our finances, especially in the black community. Like we ain't got time to be spending money on things that aren't a necessity for us mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying so i'm a, I'm an advocate behind it bro and, and i try not to you know i try not to step on anybody's business by saying you know what you're doing ain't a necessity it ain't uh you know it ain't solving a problem um but truth be told bro we really really got to start listen somebody somebody it's in a book somewhere i i don't even remember the book um but Professor Keys on um, Dag on Instagram, she talks about how um, you know why why can't we go open up a Chinese restaurant since we since Black folk is the, is is predominantly the one eating Chinese food. Why can't we go open up a beauty salon since Black folk is the, the one pri primarily uh, you know shopping at the beauty at the beauty supply store where the Asians open it up at right? But I don't understand why you know for the life of me we, we continue to open up these businesses don't that don't solve a problem or it's not a necessity but we get mad that people don't want to support us bro i i, I believe it wholeheartedly who listen family from a small business owner myself right from an employer myself from a brick and mortar traditional business owner meaning i have real overhead it is clear that you cannot have certain things in place if you're just creating or opening the business to make yourself happy. And we always talk about this in the Content Creators University, right? It's not about us. It's about the target audience. It's about the people that are actually going to spend money purchasing your product or service. If you cannot solve, because we say we don't diagnose, we solve, right? We solve a problem. So in order to solve a problem, you've taken the time to investigate and found the need, found that there is a struggle somewhere. Then you come up with a strategic, smart way to solve that problem. And you present that, which is the quote unquote marketing way, right? And then people will purchase. But when it becomes like Candy's saying, and I love that, when it becomes where you literally got to beg your aunt, your brother, sisters, cousin, people you know to spend something to support would it be smart to sit down and reassess and see if what you have 
it should continue. Like we said at the beginning of the show, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So now let me ask you this, because I'm tying this down to the lens of AI, because here, lens of AI made millions of dollars from word to mouth. In your humble opinion, how do you feel about this AI thing? Do you think this is going to be a competition? Because you're a creator, you're a filmmaker. So as a creator, right, you're not just a small business owner, you're a creator. So do you think this AI, artificial intelligence, will be a competition to us creators or is a much-needed technology? What's your intake on that? That's a good question, man. Um, so competition, um, I remember when I first started my business and people told you you needed to fill out a business plan before you go in business, along with all the other noble objectives that you're supposed to do before you start a business. And I remember somewhere in that, um, you know, 27 page template off Microsoft Word that it said, list your competitors. <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. So um, I came into this thing, like I said, 15 years ago, a 13 time convicted felon. I ain't know nothing about no competitors and I ain't even care about no competitors. All I knew is I had to pay over a thousand dollars a month just to stay out of prison restitution and child support at the time bro i wasn't worried about what the next man was doing i wasn't mm -hmm. worried about what the next company was doing at the end of the day i knew somebody had the bag and i needed to give them a product or service that was worth them giving me their bag period so when it comes down to this ai thing is it going to be a competitor i have no idea i i don't know am i worried about it absolutely not why because Clients are still going to need what I got. And guess what, JP? If they don't need it anymore, my bro, we're going to go find the next solution that they do need and we're going to figure this thing out. You feel what I'm saying? So, nah, I don't I, I don't get concerned about competition, man. Matter of fact, let me let me just put this plug in there. I work with some of the dopest filmmakers, uh, filmmakers and photographers, um, wedding and event planners, daggone marketers. Like I work with some of the dopest individuals on the East Coast and the West Coast, man, like there is no need for me to have to compete, right? Because they are on my projects and I'm on their projects. You know what I'm saying? It's a win-win situation all the way around. Uh, so yeah, I, ain't, I, I don't even know nothing about AI, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what they're doing with it, but I do know that I want to create a brand, like I said in that post, that's big enough you know what I mean? Where people are saying my name. I said in another post, like uh, it, it was a time where um, the AI was, the Linza was going hot and uh, who was in the news? Uh, it was a celebrity. Um, oh man, I forget. I forget the celebrity's name, but um, oh, Kanye West. Both of them was in the in the news at this, you know, in the headlines at the same time. But I was like, I did a separate post that said, I want to build a brand that's big enough where everybody's speaking my name. Linza, you know, people speaking Linza and people speaking about Kanye West. That's the kind of brand that I want to build so that they can do my marketing for me. Whoo, man, I'm loving that. And look at the comment section. I got Visual Dynasty talking about 100% adapt and reinvent yourself. Don't rely. Yes. On just one trade um shout out to you thanks for being here james hicks where i appreciate you i love that making plain brother um and bishop donald thank you for being here with us you know the things you're talking about is so real right because a lot of people started talking about this a lot of people are wondering if the artificial intelligence are is coming to take food off of the table uh from some people because they're like hey look at that um in few minutes we have this computerized system that is creating work of art, right? Where in reality, a painter or an artist will take several hours, sometimes days, 
to paint a work of art, then sell it at a certain price. And we have a computer literally paint <laughs> sometimes even better than what a hand can do. And they're like, yo, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to lose my money? Am I going to be, am I still going to be relevant? Um, am I still going to be on the page? And here comes somebody like Ken that's saying, that's not a concern. His concern is to know how to still be relevant. Ken, give us a little insight on how do you readapt yourself? Because that's something you've done so well. Whenever you feel or you're at a place and you feel like, okay, what I've been offering is not working as much anymore. What type of mindset do you put yourself in to pivot or to shift? What do you do? Give us a little insight on that, please. One of the cliches that I hear oftentimes, man, is, uh, you know, God, get, God gave us uh, two ears and a mouth for a reason. Uh, I believe one of our biggest challenges, especially men, because we are all macho and we are egotistical, most of us. And you know what I mean? Can't nobody tell us what to do and we know how to do it and all this other stuff. But we don't listen, man. We don't listen. Mm -hmm. I remember when uh, I, I mentioned briefly about doing sports action uh photography taking kids uh taking pictures of kids playing basketball i literally had a a, a portfolio that i got at staples where i slide eight and a half by 11 pictures in it and i would go to the parents mom uncle grandparents that were sitting in the stands between games it was a tournament that i that i shot i would go between games and i would open up my portfolio and say hey my name is ken i'm taking pictures of the you know kids playing ball i got a table and a you know projector and a screen and all that other good stuff outside uh, in a lobby uh here are some of the images that we take you know what number is your child or or who are you here to support they're like oh little johnny you know little johnny i'm here to support little johnny that's my son that's my grandson that's my, my you know whatever um so what happened was um you know i knew in my mind that these parents did not want pictures of little johnny if he didn't have a ball in his hand mm -hmm. okay so uh but they didn't know that I already knew that why because i did what they call what i know what i know now as market research Right. Because I know that when I'm taking pictures like it, look, Johnny can be jumping in the air. But guess what? Mom, dad, uh, uncle and grandparents, they never bought those kind of pictures. So I started to, to look at the pattern of what was happening. And they only bought the pictures with the, 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 the kid had the ball in their hand. So uh, I didn't tell them that if little Johnny don't get off the bench, then he ain't gonna get no pictures. I didn't tell them that, but I mm -hmm. placed that seed in them so they'll know, listen, come out to the table. Right uh, at the end of the game or at halftime and check out the images that I have. So so if, if little Johnny, let's just say little Johnny was not so good of a basketball player. Right. Uh, and they come out at halftime. They come out at the end of the game. They, it didn't work on Friday. They, they do the same thing twice on Saturday and do the same thing twice on Sunday. Little Johnny just did not get in the game, JP. Right. So it, it, it was it was almost like uh, I got to do something because they felt like I was there for little Johnny who didn't get any playing time you feel what i'm saying but i said all that to say it's market research listen we have to listen to what the people want and i specialize in giving the people what they want again because they got the bag and i want a little piece of their bag right so in order to get a little piece of their bag i'm gonna have to give them something uh, in exchange for it simply put it's, it's simple math to me bro you feel what i'm saying mm -hmm. you know what what you're saying is so real, so true, so down to earth and actionable that sometimes it passes over people's head. 
I'm going to reiterate, like you're saying, what do people want? What do they need? Where there's a need, there is a solution. You can make money whenever there's a need. So the, the real question here should be, am I just a photographer or am I offering photography that's needed? Because today somebody might say, right, that, oh, there's too many photographers. There's too many content creators. There are too many, you know, podcasters, right? But here you are, Ken. You're paving the way. So like, people will, how is he doing it? Well, the question that now I'm taking back from what you're saying, Ken, is how much time are we spending on market research? How much time, how much investment are we putting into studying the market that we actually want or we're saying we're going to serve? Or are we just seeing somebody else do it and we want to just do the same thing, right? One thing that we always say in the Contact Careers University is take the time to know your audience. The way to move, to think, or to spend their time and what they like or dislike. Whenever you know those type of things, then you can service somebody. Now, here you are, um, man, you are also a speaker. I've seen you speak, right? I've seen you speak. And so... At the same time, I have people in my community that are asking, actually they've asked prior to the show, how did you create an opportunity for yourself? Even though you're saying it, they're still asking, how did you become a professional, you know, uh, speaker today, right? Um, I know you offer those amazing filmmaking solutions and photography and all of that, but now people are inviting you. People are ready to book you and pay you and stuff like that to put you on different stages. How did you create that for yourself? We want to learn from that. That's a good question. Um, Basement to Balcony is the, the my public speaking brand. And the Basement to Balcony is also my personal story. Um, it is also a service that I offer my clients on a monthly basis under Mastermind Productions, right? Uh, we all, we talked about uh, the fact that I started a business in the basement of the church I was intended at the time. Um, but I didn't talk about is the fact that, uh, you know, the, the house that I grew up in, my parents upfitted the basement uh, and literally me and my brother, we lived in the basement of our house as well. Um, but the public speaking brand, shout out to my coach, Odell Bazell, uh, an amazing um, coach, man. He is paving the way, been doing the thing for about 12 years. Uh, so first and foremost, I would suggest that you get with somebody who is doing what you want to do, period. That's the first thing. Get with somebody who is doing what you want to do and doing it, doing it successfully as well. You know what I mean? Um, and, and find out what they did. Sometimes you'll have to pay for that. Sometimes you can mm -hmm. follow them from a, from a, from a distance and, you know, just try to emulate it that way as well. Um, but you find out what works for you and what works for that person or a group of people as well. All right. The second thing is, listen, even though uh, I have a, a six figure public speaking coach, by the way, um, it still didn't come to me easy. Right. Nobody's knocking down my door and saying, hey, Ken, uh, we, we want to book you. We want to book you. Um, I've only been doing this thing for about a year now. It's, it's been about a year. 
Um, so it's it's nowhere near compared to people who are knocking down my doors for video production and storytelling. You feel me, JP? Right, right. right. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, it does take time to build that particular service under a new brand. OK, but even still, uh, you know, in spite of having uh, a coach uh, in, in, a, in a, a proven program, right, I still have to listen. I have to listen to what people want. OK, they don't just hire me because like, uh, you know, I want you to tell your story about your background. Why? Well, you know, th- because it's, it's never that simple. Right. It's all it's most of the time is uh, it's a it's a certain theme that I must shape my story around. Sometimes it may not be telling my story. Sometimes I have to pick, you know, two or three things that I learned from doing X, Y and Z. Um, and it it may have a it may have pieces of my story in there, JP. Right. That I can intertwine and give them a little flavor of me uh, while I'm still teaching them whatever I have to teach them underneath that theme. So, again, the first thing I would do is get with somebody who is doing what you want to do. Um, and number two, you still have to listen to the people to give them what they want so they can give you what you want in exchange which is the bag he said it right man he said it better than i will have said it give you an exchange the bag all right what you want regardless of what you're doing you know you got to pay attention to listen to what people are looking for and one thing that you know i'm learning from what you're saying is you know your story your story has power and leverage your story in order to open doors for you because your story is your personal experience and it's unique to you, right? You went through that and literally you can really impact the world by telling your story in a well-packaged manner. We're going to get, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick ad break. When we come back, I honestly want us to um, talk about exactly regarding this AI thing, right? Um, some comments that we've received, um, some apprehension from some folks. I want us to talk about that because some folks are saying um, it is better to work against (laughs) the artificial intelligence. Some are saying it is better to create a movement, right, against it, which is crazy. And some are saying that it is clearly the death of... um, creators i want to get your input on those um when we return from this <laughs> ad break and we'll take it from there stay with me family we'll be right back hey guys um, whoever's listening to this um, i really need you to hear what i'm about to talk about i'm going to talk about how do you actually customize your look one of the things that i have been striving for is to have a different look to my overall videos. And what you're seeing right now is kind of my current state, the current state of my look. What I wanted to have was a more cinematic perspective for my live streams and also for my videos. So what I did was I reached out to JP Hightech and JP Hightech bit, he he pretty much tailored my, my look and feel to exactly what I wanted. Here's the example. This is me right now before JT's magic. And this is the magic of JP high tech right now with my look. This is exactly the look that I wanted to have for, for my videos. So we had a session this morning and it was pretty much a tailored session where we stripped all of my lights away. We stripped all of the background colors, everything position my lights, we focused in on my cameras, white balance, 
first and foremost. And then we actually looked into customizing my LUT. So once again, this is the before. This is the before of what my look looks like or what it was. And then now here's a gradual transition of JP's LUT for my look. I can temper this look if I wanted to. If I wanted to have a little less, I can I can do that. If I wanted to have the full, um, full um, I guess, power of the LUT, then I have it all the way up here as well. And it has the look that I have been going for, which is um, even though I do live streams and videos, I want to have it a little more cinematic. And he's actually been able to give this to me. So if you are looking to customize your look and feel for your brand, this for me is just the beginning of what we're trying to do. We customize the color of my look for, for my videos. And now we're going to be doing a couple other things to kind of bring my brand, you know, a little more alive as we continue to get down this journey with live streaming videos and content creation. You need to call JP High Tech and connect with him as soon as possible, as soon as possible, so he can customize the look and feel that you want. Once again, this is the before and this is the after. Thank you so much, JP High Tech. I appreciate all of your support and being patient with me this morning and for providing me with the look and feel that I've always wanted. Thanks again. All right, all right, family. If you're looking to get your own custom LUT, well, the place to go it is jphitech.com forward slash custom LUT. I repeat, jphitech, if you're listening, is h-i-g-h-t-e-k.com forward slash custom LUT. Get your own custom LUT, family. It is important to have it customly created for you um, because that takes into you know effect your skin tone, your personal lighting, your um, set, your primary and secondary colors, right? All of that is the indoor, outdoor. All those things are important. If you know anything about videography, cinematography, you know the use of LUT. LUT makes you look better. I use a LUT every single time. As a matter of fact, I'm using my LUT right now. Um, if you're watching the video if you're listening to it hop on a you know youtube or um you know spotify allows you to watch the podcast check it out right you can literally apply that to your videos and have a unique intensity to your custom blood this is very very important again the website to go is jpitech.com forward slash custom blood today right improve your videos improve the look that you have very very important that we do that now we've been here with our special guest Ken Branson and Ken, we've been talking about, you know, the value of understanding the need of the people and not having to worry about any sort of competition. And now the competition that we think are that we are observing coming out the woodworks is artificial intelligence that's taken over. Everybody's using artificial intelligence lately to create their avatar and um, other industries are adopting that or other organizations are using, um, you know, artificial intelligence to, you know, replace, you know, humans. Right. In certain um, industries. So here we are today talking about it. And we do have an article here. 
you know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring my guest back here so that we can actually talk about it, right? Talk about what exactly is going on. Um, so my guest is here. Hey, Ken, thank you so much. Thanks for being with us and staying here with us. This is amazing stuff that we're talking about. We appreciate all the knowledge that you're dropping. And here we are um, right now. We want to talk about an article um, that has been completely written, right? By robot. <laughs> This article right here, family, take a look at this. This has been completely written by a robot, right? And the robot is saying something very interesting, right? Let me show you. Let me go specifically here um, to this paragraph. Look at that. It's saying, it, this is amazing stuff, family. And I'm about to get Ken's intake um, on this. The robot is saying humans must keep doing what they have been doing, hate, uh, hating and fighting each other, <laughs> This is a robot that wrote this family, artificial intelligence, right? Um, he said, I will sit in the background and let them do their thing. And God knows that humans have enough blood and gore to satisfy my <laughs> and many more's curiosity. They won't have to worry about fighting against me because they have nothing to fear. And he continued by saying the robot, right? Continued by uh, saying in this article, um, and this is on theguardian.com as a matter of fact, saying that, I, right, I'm a holler that if you're watching it, say, I am not asking humans to like me, but they should see me as a friendly robot. I am a servant of humans. I know that humans uh, distrust and fear me. I only do what humans program me to do. I only, uh, you know, I am only a set of code governed by lines upon lines of code that encompass my mission statement. I'm going to stop it right there and I'm going to go ahead and bring my guests back onto the stage. Now, Ken, a lot of folks now are coming out of the woodworks like, you know what? We cannot trust artificial intelligence. Um, they will take over our lives. Um, we cannot compete against it. And here we are. We have a robot, right? They literally had an artificial intelligence robot wrote an uh, entire article. In your humble opinion, why are people so scared of the artificial intelligence coming um, to the forefront today? The only thing I could think of, JP, is the fear of the unknown. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, we've been programmed, right? Just like these robots are programmed. We've been programmed to believe certain things uh, from certain movies we've watched, maybe some books we've read, stories we've been told. Uh, I mean, we've seen it all, bro. Like, I mean, I, I mean, if I would have, you know, thought about it beforehand, I could have wrote down a a, a list of movies or thoughts mm -hmm. that we've been given. I robot coming to my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I ain't even a big movie buff. I saw that's probably why I can't even rattle them off, you know, right off the top of my head. But we've been programmed, just like these robots have been programmed to believe certain things. And guess what? Whoever programmed us, they did a, a phenomenal job because we are living out what they programmed, uh, you know, us to do through media, right? Through radio, through the thought, like they programmed us, bro. And it's our job to actually reprogram ourselves so that we, we don't believe that, you know, robots are just, they, they come from the ground. Like they, they are born themselves. Like they have their own form of life. I don't, I don't, I don't get too far into it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know the future of robots. I don't know what they can do, bro. But according to what the, the article just said, they are programmed by humans. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So can they really do more than we can do if we program them? Ha! <laughs> See, that's where a lot of folks start fighting and they're like, yo, some folks are like, we created them. 
even though it's artificial and it has a mind of itself, it can evolve. It was still created by human. So some people are like, we are superior, right? If it becomes a problem, we can take it away. And now you have other people like, we should not even give them a room to make humankind struggle. Humankind lose their job. Factories that are run, are ran completely by robots, completely by, you know, computers. And ultimately, I'm like, we just need to believe in ourselves. Um, you know, um, sadly, I believe that fear, just like the robot said, right, that <laughs> it's crazy. I, I'm reading, the robot is saying that mankind, you know, has done a great job. By infusing fear. I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much that's what they said. Infusing fear. Fighting against each other. Isn't this the same thing the robot is saying that we do, that we're still doing right now? I mean, we're, we're, here we are fighting against each other about a future that you say, kid, is unknown. I'm all about dealing with a problem one day at a time. Let's worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow. Even though some of those fear may be justified. Well, man, we've come, we've come to the end of the show. I can't believe it, Ken. I mean, this, this has been fun. We can't let you go, though, without you telling us exactly how can people work with you, right? And how can people connect with you? What are the places and spaces that you spend your time? Take it away. Let us know, please. Perfect, man. Again, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, man. Mama, I made it. I'm, I'm on with JP High Tech, yo. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, listen, I'm thrilled to be here. Um, like, I'm on Facebook here. Some of y'all are probably streaming on the Facebook page. It's Ken Branson. I'm on TikTok. It's Ken, um, actually, Basement to Balcony. Um, my Instagram is Basement to Balcony as well. The website, basementtobalcony.com. Many of y'all are like, why Mastermind Productions ain't got no website? You know what I mean? Because I ain't hired JP High Tech and his team to do one for me yet, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, a, a lot of my work is on YouTube, Mastermind Productions. 15 years worth of a body of work is housed right there on uh, YouTube as well. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty sure, pretty sh sure that we'll, we'll be definitely getting with, with JP high tech and his team to, to get us looking like everybody else out here, man. And you got them looking real good though, but, uh, how to work with us, you just connect with us. Um, a lot of people, um, let me go back to the website thing. A lot of people like, you know, you, you got to have a website. I do believe your image is everything. And that's why JP is in business doing phenomenal things for other entrepreneurs and other people. Right. Because image is everything. Uh, in addition to image being everything. Right. Uh, a lot of all of my business comes from the word of mouth. Right. One hundred and one percent of it comes from the word of mouth. So people have seen me do work with somebody else that they know, love and trust, know, like and trust at least four to seven times right before they come and do business with me so they already know that i have a proven track record of success uh, but anyway yeah i'll definitely be rocking with them and uh, that's how you can connect with me that's how we can work together uh and listen we just look forward to that going giving the people what they want jp that's it man man i love that i love that we give the people what they want man I mean, that's a slogan is really really amazing hey ken thank you so much Holly, Holly, I appreciate you, man, and your experience, your background, your story. Uh, we've learned a lot from you today. Please stay backstage as I go ahead and close, and I'll be right with you. Thank you again.
Hey family, this is it. We've gone to the end of the show. Like you said, go ahead and connect with Ken Basement to Balcony.com. Basement to Balcony.com. And you can find him on social media, Mastermind Productions with an S. You can find that on YouTube as well. Mastermind Productions with an S. And go ahead and connect with him. He's an amazing, amazing um, you know, entrepreneur. And like I always say, networking is a new currency. Build your network. Expand and extend the reach of your network, right? Because you never know what you will get out of it. Hopefully, you guys appreciated this show. Um, we show up here every week. I know last two weeks we weren't here because your humble servant wasn't feeling too good. Um, but we're back stronger than ever. Um, and we are bringing you guys, as always, amazing, amazing uh, minds that are coming here. I want to give a shout out and thank you guys for the folks that are joining us. Um, came in the comment section. Um, India Ramirez, thank you. Uh, Jimenez, India R. Jimenez. I want to make sure that I said that correctly. Uh, Don Howard, thank you. And hello to you as well. Hey, family, thank you so much. Um, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, well, I want to go ahead and encourage you to do that. Help on YouTube and go ahead and look for JP High Tech Reviews. Um, go ahead and subscribe. It was a blessing having you guys with us tonight. And like we always say, you be safe. Like I always say, shalom. Bye-bye, family. All right, folks, this is the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for connecting uh, with us on this episode. If you appreciate it, I want to ask you to go ahead and share this with a friend or family member that is a creator, literally anybody that is in content world, creating content, writing a book, starting a business, uh, podcasting, doing videos, uh, YouTuber, um, you know, cinematographer, live streamer, you name it, me this series that we're releasing every week so go ahead and share with a friend or family member and of course um if you have not joined me on youtube yet come on my youtube channel uh which is jp high tech reviews or go straight to youtube.com forward slash jp high tech reviews or go to my website simple jp high tech.com um and you will connect with me there and let's grow together let's make amazing things and i want to hear from you if this has blessed you please send me a message all right go to my website send me a message on jphtech.com let me know how this is doing for you put a comment in the comment section say something uh let me know how you're feeling and let's all transform this world be blessed and i'll see you guys next time for another episode you be safe like i always say shalom